Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You're listening to Eye on the Community. I'm Vicki Pepper. The historical surge in new U.S. businesses in 2021 could well be surpassed in 2022, with one report predicting a third consecutive record year for entrepreneurship, all during the COVID-19 pandemic. But how do you start a business when you're busy trying to raise a family? That's never easy, but a successful path starts with being resourceful, says Mary Tautimus, a mother of four, prosperous business owner, and author of Hashtag Keep Going, from 15-year-old mom to successful CEO and entrepreneur. Thank you for joining me. So happy to be here. Thank you, Vicki. Mary, in your book, you've created a checklist of things that someone needs to succeed as a new business owner, things that are all within a person. Can you take us through that checklist? Yeah, I think that the first most important thing is really to have a powerful why. Why is it that you want to become an entrepreneur? What value do you want to bring to your community, to the business community? If the why is about making tons and tons of money, that will never be enough to really create a successful product or service. So it really has to be about how can I provide the most value possible? I think the second thing is really having a constant desire to learn and grow because even though there are systems to help you run a really great business and there's so many you know experts that you can hear from, it, you have to be constantly searching and learning and reading and listening to podcasts and pouring over Harvard Business Review articles. You just have to want to learn and grow because even though there are systems that can help you run a business, it's just never going to be enough. So I think a a strong desire to learn. And then I think the third thing is a high degree of resiliency because you will get knocked down. Mm -hmm. You will get kicked in the teeth. You will get punched in the gut. People will tell you no a hundred times before you hear a yes. You really have to believe in what it is that you're doing and you have to have the capacity to see the bigger picture, apply perspective and get back up. Even if you're not feeling it, you know, because that can happen where you're like, I'm not even ready to get back up. You know, you might still be kind of on the ground and tears in your eyes, but you just you have to get up and you have to keep going. So I think that's a really important uh, trait to have. What are two or three of the key steps for someone to be able to live their dream life? I think that uh, entrepreneurship is a really great way to be able to live a really dream life. But I think that you have to be clear about what it is that you want for your life. Because if you're getting into entrepreneurship because you're imagining being your own boss is just a really great way to have all kinds of free time, it actually ends up being the opposite. Being Mm -hmm. an entrepreneur is more demanding than any nine to five that you could ever have. And so I think before starting that journey, really getting clear about the end first. Stephen Covey talked about it in the seven habits of highly effective people. You know, how do you 
start at the end? What is it that you want for your life? What do you want people to be able to say about you? What it is that you were able to do? What impact you had in their world? So the first thing is to begin with the end in mind, just like he says in the, in the seven habits of highly effective people. The second thing is to then identify the gap between where you want to go and where you are now. That might seem obvious, but a lot of people don't do that. And frankly, the gap might be really, really big. All you can do is just start taking small steps every quarter, every month, even every week towards closing that gap. And then the last thing I think is just to keep that in front of you, those two things, the end and the gap, and just constantly work towards closing that gap. And I think it'll be a lifelong journey of doing because whatever you thought the end in mind was when you were 25 will be a very different picture when you're 45 will be a very different picture when you're 65. And so it's just this evolutionary journey of beginning with the end in mind, closing the gap and working towards it. Like you said, starting a business can put a big strain on your time. As a young mother, what inspired you to want to become an entrepreneur? I had no entrepreneurial aspirations originally. I wasn't some sort of prodigy. I was 15, as the book implies, when I had my son. I caught up in high school, but it just I could see that even though graduation was around the corner, there was not going to be a fast path. I was still going to have to go through at least four years of college to get to the life that I could see for myself. And so around that same time, it's interesting, my parents went from bankruptcy and losing everything to a really strange opportunity where my dad was able to purchase an insurance agency. It was just a once in a lifetime opportunity. And at the time, I was a receptionist at a car dealership. And he said, if you could be a receptionist there, why don't you come be a receptionist over here? So I started in the family business at 17, quickly started to realize the opportunity in front of me. By quickly, I mean by the time I was about 21 or 22. It took me a few years. I was still just a kid trying to find my my way. But once I started to figure that out and we started to realize I have a twin brother that also joined in the business and he and I started to learn what are the levers and the mechanisms that really you know, make this grow and go. And we just spent the next, you know, we spent a total of 22 years together building that business, ultimately selling it in 2020 for $16 million. You know, it wasn't the path I was seeking, but it was really, I love the saying, I saw it on a sign at Target once that said, bloom where you are planted. Mm -hmm. And I bought it and it lives in my house because this was the opportunity. It wasn't the sexiest business ever with insurance. But it was my opportunity to learn how to build and grow a business. And it was really my first step into entrepreneurship. How did you get through the times when you wanted to quit? There were many (laughs) in in lots of ways in relationships and in business. I would say that the first thing is, is really allowing the pity party. I think that's sometimes important. It's not like, you know, we should constantly be on this drive forward. I think sometimes things really are hard. And I think it's about having self-compassion first and saying, you know what, this is really hard. This is a really tough moment. And I think that it makes sense that I feel this way. And you just have to kind of get some parameters around that. How long are you going to allow yourself to feel that way? You know, it might be a day, it might be a week. That's totally okay. Just define what that is. And when it's time to get back up, work to get back up. And the way that I always did that was I had this vision. I am highly visionary. I can always see sort of into the future. And so what I would do is I would imagine myself on the current path of my pity party. And then I would imagine where that leads. And then I would imagine myself getting back up and what that would look and feel like if I could get to the other side of this. So I would inspire myself through that vision. 
And then I would start to get back up, even if I didn't feel like it. Like I said earlier, there still might be tears in my eyes. I still might be blowing my nose and crying and being frustrated. But it's about getting back up and continuing to put one foot in front of the other, even when you don't feel like it, even when you don't want to. I'm speaking with Mary Tautimus, author of Hashtag Keep Going, From 15-Year-Old Mom to Successful CEO and Entrepreneur. Who has been your biggest influence would you say, in becoming a successful entrepreneur? I think watching my parents, somebody asked me recently if it's innate, you know, if being an entrepreneur is kind of intrinsic in who we are. I do think that it is. I think that, you know, like so many Americans, I have immigrant grandparents that uh, one came from Portugal, from the Azor Islands, the other came from the Netherlands. So I think that it's sort of in your DNA that people in my past life were looking around and saying there has to be a better way, there has to be better opportunity somewhere else. So I think that's kind of sort of God-given. And then watching my parents who were constantly on this journey to self-educate, to find a better way. They were originally both pastors in the United Methodist Church. And I think that pastors are often very entrepreneurial Mm -hmm. um, and really great leaders. And so they couldn't get what it was that they really wanted for their life in ministry. And so they left the ministry and ended up in this entrepreneurial opportunity. But But what I noticed about them probably not consciously, was that they were always seeking a better path in a better way. And I think that's kind of necessary on the journey to have that inside. Why do you think now is such a popular time for new entrepreneurs to get involved? I think that the first thing is obviously COVID. I mean, people finally having a chance to slow down and assess our lives has been a really great opportunity. I think the other thing is that entrepreneurship has been highly popularized in the media. And I think that that's kind of a downside. I don't think that's so great because it is way harder than I think a lot of people think it's going to be. And I think a lot of people think that they can start a business and sort of insert themselves as a middleman and like skim money in some way. And and you could do that for a period of time. But if you really want to build something lasting, it goes back to what I was talking about earlier, where you've got to obsess over how you can really improve people's lives and provide value by improving something, doing it better. So I think that it being so popularized is a thing. There's a really great book called The Entrepreneurial Leap. It's a way to sort of self-assess and see, are you in fact an entrepreneur or are you entrepreneurial where you would do really well working in an entrepreneurial company? Maybe you're in a giant machine of a company and you'd rather be innovating and creating things, but with the safety of doing it within someone else's company. So being an entrepreneur I think could be modified a little bit to say maybe you're just really entrepreneurial and it's time to look at a different career, maybe not as an entrepreneur yourself, maybe you are, if not, go find a really great entrepreneurial company. And then I think the last thing is that the barriers to entry for entrepreneurship are lower than they've ever been. I was talking to my mentor, he is an executive at HubSpot, and he was telling me when he first started one of his five startups, the cost that it took to even set up a server to set up email was just ridiculous. It was like hundreds of thousands of dollars. It was so Mm. ridiculous. And now you can set up email and accounts and anything you need to get a business going, almost anybody could set up overnight. And so I think that barrier to entry is lower, which is awesome because we're going to see so much innovation. But I also think that people need to take the time to really self-assess, is this the best move for their life and for their family? What do you tell your children about running your own business? Don't. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) It's really hard. 
So my kids have all, you know, just like me in my parents' business, my kids have all been around my entrepreneurial journey and they've seen how much I hustle and they are definitely hustlers. They definitely work really, really hard. Both of my oldest boys that are out of the house have worked in my businesses and it's, it's never been, I never really wanted them to be the next generation. I really wanted them to find their own path. So I'm a really big fan of entrepreneurship, but I'm also very much a realist and try to show and tell my kids what does that actually take and just be an example to them of what that grind is and looks like. But they've also seen the benefits of that. They've also seen some of the payoffs of that. And I think that they're very inspired by that. I'm speaking with Mary Tautimus, author of hashtag keep going from 15 year old mom to successful CEO and entrepreneur. How would you like us to get your book? The best way is to go to my website, which is my name, Mary That's M-A-R-I. T-A-U-T-I-M-E-S dot com. I know that's a mouthful. Um, or you can just go to Amazon and order it on Amazon. If you just look up hashtag keep going, there will be audio, there's a Kindle, and there's also the hardcover. Any last thoughts for us? I'd say if you are considering becoming an entrepreneur, you won't know till you try. Just make sure that you do some really responsible steps along the way. Assessing your life, assessing what's possible, assessing yourself as an entrepreneur, But if that's what you see, then I say go for it. Thank you so much for talking with us today. And here's to a prosperous 2022. Thanks, Vicki. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.